Doesn't like Travis, mean, Travis talking old. all talking all fancy. What? Just talking all fancy. What did I say? Fancy. Pre. Are you being fancy, kid? Yeah, I I know what pre-roll is. <laughs> if you say so. We've said it on the show before. Oh, I guess I didn't hear that, but that's okay. a big word for you, bro. Grindhouse, I'm mad that you don't remember everything we say ever on this show. For the right? gee, for all gee, the hours. I wonder why that could be. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna lose my mind tonight, guys. I'm sorry, dude. Do you have an infrared thermometer where you can take the temperature of like your desk? I kind of want to see it. It's probably <laughs> no, like 117 degrees or some shit. <laughs> it's stupid. It's it's for real. it's, it's going to be like 101 to 106 like all fucking week. <sighs> and why? Why <laughs> now? Why? Why now? AC, what are you doing? God has so, decided yeah. to hate your ass right now. For real. You better replace that capacitor. You Hopefully, better, I don't even have to. You best be capacitizing over there. The capacitist. <laughs> they like come, the air, my air conditioner's possessed, bro. The guy comes and he's got like the fucking Freon. And he's just flicking it on the fucking air conditioner. <laughs> I need an old AC technician and a young AC technician. <laughs> Your mother's really hot in hell. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it sounds like Ricky's already there, so uh, yeah, I'm already actually sweating. So you know, I'm, I'm with you though. I'm outside, but I'm I was sweating too. before I even put this sleeveless shirt on. So it's, it's still whatever. it's still technically a shirt. So thanks for looking out for the company. Hey, Grindhouse, sure. I was looking out for the company, yeah, even though it's hot. Grindhouse, yeah, th- but- thanks for going all out and buying primo fucking material for these nightclub shirts. It's really fucking hot. <laughs> well, but you know what? It does not shrink. It does not fade, and the letters don't come off. So you know, I uh, fucking I I turn this inside out when I wash it because I'm. Oh, like, so do I. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, but yeah, this, but they don't shrink because that was the first like that terrifier shirt that I bought. I I took it home, washed it once, and it went from my size to Travis size, and it was I like, love it. I love well, it. Well, I, I I, well, that's good. I didn't love it so much because I looked like I looked like Boss Tuna wearing a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> to the nightclub where we are the ones getting caught up at a cabin in the woods for a film festival uh i'm your host tonight travis maxwell i ain't said this in a minute bibbity bobbity boom uh but i'm feeling i'm feeling the magic here this evening mm-hmm. mainly because 
I got the swamp ass going on right now because it's mm-hmm. fucking 106 degrees in Louisiana, even though mm-hmm. it's at night. But who gives a shit? Uh, the person agreeing with me is my sweaty, air-conditioned, broken boyka boy, the hashtag fan favorite of the nightclub, the man who brings all the yucks and hucks and who gives a fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> it's Mr. Ricky Frazier. Play him down, Johnny. It's not the Benny Hill music. Are yeah, you going to put that in there? Yeah, it's playing right Hell now. Hell yeah. All right. All right, I'm with it now. <laughs> That's me. I'm Rick. Oh! <laughs> oh, and also, laughing and, and giving us a good thumbs up is ah, the man who has survived so many tragedies. Oh, from, yeah. I, from Iwo Jima to Nagasaki to Hiroshima to, <laughs> to the Great Depression to the Civil War. He's been through it all. And he just survived going foot first into a gopher hole in his own yard. So the fucking land is turning against this man. That's how fucking old he is. It's Grindhouse motherfucking zombie. Air horns. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm here. I'm your friend. And remember, I'm the wheel that turns this bike into a trike. Suck it, princess. (laughs) What? What was that? (laughs) I'm just going to take it and run with it because tonight, Tonight, oh my lord, tonight, tonight, we have two very special guests with us. Something that I'm very proud of, because we collectively have never been asked to be a part of something so fucking cool. And tonight, we're going to tell you about what's so fucking cool. We have with us a trusted name in terror. Uh, (laughs) the, The official website is going to be in the show notes for this guest but she is the author of the darkness artificial light and in the valley of shadows among other novels crystal connor thank you for being hey. on the fucking nightclub hi guys thank you so much for having me this is like i'm already having a blast like wow like i have been like smiling ear to ear since i like vlogged on with you guys and so i'm super excited about the show but i have to give it up for sasha because if it wasn't for her i wouldn't be here Oh, no, no. We're not going to leave her out because (laughs) you can go to, and again, in the show notes, what did I just watch.com and what did I just watch on YouTube? She's on Instagram and TikTok. Links in the show notes. So go find that. We have Lady. At first, I was confused. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest on Front Street. And I was like, is this Lady Zsa and then it's we like, thought maybe no. you was French. <laughs> <laughs> the, it was the Louisiana ties, right? Because yeah, mm-hmm. she yeah, have family did. from New Orleans. So yeah, it's my, my grandmother's from New Orleans, from Orleans Parish. Yeah, but nice. no, tonight we have Crystal Connor and you goddamn right, Lady Sasha. Thank y'all so much for being on the nightclub. And so together we make Coast to Coast Horror with Crystal and Sasha. So we do also have a podcast as well. You can catch us on YouTube um, when we're not running like a runaway freight train putting together a <laughs> festival. <laughs> <laughs> They're going off the rails of a crazy train. Now see what popped in my head was runaway train never going back. Yeah, Soul Asylum all day. Misery mm-hmm. loves company. Fuck man, you yeah. gotta get super drunk to get Travis singing that song, man. You <laughs> gotta get him. Paya. He's gonna be crying in the camera later singing it to y'all, just so you know. Yeah, he will be. He will be. <laughs> he will. I miss that it. Is- you gotta you gotta do that again. We need one of your teal field just like sing alongs. Some- Those are so fun. That's not even nightclub material. This is private <laughs> stuff y'all are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> 
Guess I'm just what? gonna say I'm gonna say Guess what, what you bitch, say. it's all staying in. <laughs> Nightclub! That's what I'm Night gonna say. <laughs> it just is what it is. Yeah. You know, okay. Sometimes... Time to be in the club. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well tonight the club the is going to the cabin in the woods because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna bury the lead here. This entire thing, everything that's going on is predicated on the fact that these ladies have created something fucking awesome. And it's gonna be going down on August twenty-sixth of this year. It's the cabin, the first ever Cabin in the Woods film festival, the inaugural. What's great about it is because it's a hybrid festival, which is completely Crystal's brainchild. It's like both for extroverts and introverts. You want to come out, join us at the festival, Hobnob, you can do that. You want to stay by yourself, but you want to still interact with the festival. You can do that from, from the comfort of your own home. Yeah. That's right, because they've got virtual passes, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop something for the listeners a little bit later on when we get back to the topic of the Cabin in the Woods Film Festival. But for right now, because we got y'all here, and because this is the nightclub, and when we have first time guests, there's a few things we like to find out. <laughs> um, they know about us already, the listeners, and if they don't, backtrack through the back catalog. Uh, but. I wanted to ask y'all both, and whoever wants to go first can. Um, what's your first memory that's associated with horror? So it could be any type of horror, followed up by what was the first horror movie you can ever remember watching? I think my very first horror experience, my true horror experience, was uh, when I read by myself unprompted the book of revelations so i'm very visual i'm easily seduced by visuals and the authors of that book were also too very visual and the book i i'm also like and i usually don't tell people this but i you know because i don't like people like knowing like too much personal stuff about me but i'm um extremely entomophobic and at times depending on where I'm at, it's so acute that I can put my own self and others around me in danger. And so to imagine a grasshopper the size of a school bus, if that does not draw me to repent, then nothing will. What what so, is what is that fear you mentioned? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Oh, I'm sorry. So it's a fear of bugs. So like some people are uh, maybe just af- afraid of spiders some people could be just afraid of those things that are on the tree. They're really long and they look like sticks. Um, but a like stick for bugs, me, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's a collective. And there are, like, I'm a, um, a solo traveler. I've been to 47 countries, but there are countries on my no-go list because I don't want to be in a position where I'm encountering something that will send me to the hospital on oxygen, so which those- is what when i was in um singapore i want to i want to oh, circle whoa. back around to that real quick but but I, I wanted to ask so them locusts with the with the fucking the metal chest plates and all that and the horse like, heads and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah fuck that, that's that. a terrifying imagery i was that's why my eyes got big when you said the book of revelations because i i was raised in a, a very religious household and the bible scared the shit out of me when i was young also so yeah. I get it. <laughs> Book of Revelations totally. is, a, like, is a nightmare. I couldn't stop like reading. And so it got to the point where I was like, <laughs> I there's nothing that like a, a um 
I, I know, I don't know that the, um, the sect of Baptists where they're preaching with snakes, but th- they couldn't have done anything to like terrify me the way that I was. And so my mom like literally had to like for days, like bring me down off the book of revelations. Right? She was like, <laughs> First of all, this might not be happening soon. We might not even see it in your lifetime, but Aww, uh, you were a scared going- kid. Yeah, I was. Not because of the, like, I didn't care about, like, all the other stuff. I just did not. I was like, I cannot. I, I, once it happens, once those horns happen, I'm (laughs) checking out because there's no way I'm going to share the earth with a giant ass look. I'm not doing it. And, like, imagine, like, a seven year old kid telling her mom that she's just going to commit suicide at the end of the world because not of all the other stuff that's happening because of, and that's when like my family was, was like, okay, why out of everything that's going on in this, in this volume of the Bible, why is it this? Like, and there had been other incidents where like the whole spider situation, but like gradually it got worse. Like when I, um, this is a horrible story. Uh, but um, when I was learning how to drive, I, I grew up in a, a little town called Victorville, California, and it is really in the middle of the desert. We have a, a large highway called 395, and it's a, um, a two-lane highway where you can drive almost 100 miles per hour, and mostly it's just freight trucks, right? And so I was, the whole entire family was in my car. I'm learning how to drive. I'm getting pretty good at it. And a bumblebee flew in, and <laughs> I veered across the lane right in front of a semi truck that was coming and i remember he was like i couldn't see his face anymore just his chest and i thought like what was going on it was because he was standing on his brakes but because god loves babies and fools and i was foolish you know the car my car (laughs) for all the way away from the truck and we ended up in the desert and it's like in the like the foothills of um, Death Valley. So our car went nose into the sand, like it drug into the sand, like, you know, beaching a ship. And so there was, um, there just happened to be the highway patrol was there. The guy got his truck stopped without jackknifing it. Everyone ran to the car. They're like, oh my God, what's going on? And my mom's like, this fucking kid, what's going on is a bumblebee. Like my whole entire family was so mad at me. And and the cop was like, wait a minute, like, wait a minute. Like, what do you mean a bumblebee? And so my my stepdad was like, okay, so this fucking kid is afraid of everything, even butterflies. And then that's when we found out the name of it. Cause that cop was like, oh, she's entomophobic. And my dad was like, what the fuck does that mean? And and he's like, she's afraid of, like, okay, because a bumblebee, yeah, maybe, but like, it sounds like she's afraid of everything. So my mom was telling him the whole entire story because she just knew that, you know, everyone was going to go to jail. Um, <laughs> but like, everyone was just scared. Like, you know, they were just super scared that that had happened. And and so, um, and then there was another incident where I had um, uh, a cute little. Um, Ford Probe with like this, you know, the cute little sunroof, and oh, I was. I had a Ford Probe too. The Ford nice. Probe, <laughs> it's it's the one that looks it looks a little bit like a Porsche Carrera, like if it was yes, like great yeah, value. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a white one. 
And I, there was a grasshopper in the, um, in like, you know, where the, the sliding glass go back. And so triggering to the book of revelations. And so I was able to like zoom my car into the gas station. I got out, I ran to this giant ass guy on a motorcycle, you know, with all the wrong tattoos. And I'm like, can you save me? And he's like, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no. it's a grasshopper. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I'm yeah. like, can you please take it out of my car? All of his and tattoos like, were small town. No, no like, by, by wrong <laughs> tattoos, we're talking about like was it double lightning bolts? <laughs> yes, because oh, I am oh, in Washington okay. State, and there are some parts here that are sundown towns too. And yeah, so, yeah. but like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. but he still, but he, he, still he helped you though. He did because like one, I was like yeah. in a state of full fledged panic mode, and so he's like on that person then, you know, reaching no. for his gun, and he's like, "What's going on?" And and I'm no. like, <laughs> "Oh, <laughs> shit, the grasshopper." <laughs> like the walk of shame and so then he goes to my car and he puts it in his hands and he's looking at it he looks at me he looks at the damn thing he shakes his head he called it johnny appleseed or something he's like come on johnny appleseed and she doesn't know and and embarrassing he was actually insect whispering it's actually it was, not, I, it was an insect. Maybe, whisperer. maybe. It's actually not embarrassing because if you take out if you take out drunk driving, if you take out Texan <laughs> and driving, and you take out people falling asleep, you know what number four is in single car crash fatalities? It's almost always an insect. Really? Mm. That makes up. sense. Really? Could, yep. Insect that comes into a car and like a bumble. It could be anything. It could be a bumblebee. It could be a spider drops from your visor and freaks you out and you wow. do a dukes of hazard. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Wow. Yeah, Crystal, Last I looked. Crystal, I'm gonna wow. tell you right now, I'm scared of spiders. I don't, oh, I don't, me too. I hate them. I don't necessarily have like an insect overall fear, but I do find insects to be the most alien looking creatures on our planet. Like, I don't think they're from here. I don't think we're from here either, but that's neither here nor there. I don't think they're from here. Um, those things are fucking gnarly bits. But so from books of revelations to bugs, um, that was your, that's your horror, like your introduction to horror. Sasha, give us, give us that early horror, (laughs) that er, give us your earliest horror cred. What was that horror shit you recognized? And we're like, damn. I almost feel like Bane because I'm like, like I was, I was born in the darkness. (laughs) 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 Yeah. But but seriously, like this goes back generations. As my great grandmother went to the movies to see like the original, um, like Bela Lugosi, Dracula, and Frankenstein, and and like the Wolfman and all those. And then my grandmother, she's like her favorite thing ever is Dark Shadows, which is like this vampire um, soap opera that soap has opera. like yep. it has like two thousand episodes. It's like it's before True Blood. It's before um, Twilight. There was That's Barnabas Collins. BBC <laughs> shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was actually filmed in America, but there were a lot of British actors. Oh, it's okay. actually one of the places it's filmed is in Norwalk, it's Connecticut. Or General Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I have visited that Dark Shadows house in uh, Connecticut. So then my mother oh, comes okay. along. Same thing. So she's a little bit more towards sci-fi than horror, but I was taken to see Poltergeist. Um, uh. and, and here's yes. the, the funny part. I'm the same age as Heather O'Rourke. So if, as little as she was in the movie, oh. that's how I was watching the movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was at the drive-in. And I don't, <gasps> remember, wow. I don't remember if 
if I was in footy pajamas or not, but I remember falling, oh, falling yes. asleep and waking yes. back up. Oh, <laughs> I, woke that, up when the, I woke up when the clown, the clown scene. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. That's, and I wanted to say that your, your blog does say that a, a latchkey kid who grew up on drive, the drive-in, like she, she's old school oh. with, with the motherfucking best shit ever. I've been to a oh. few drive-ins in my life. And I wish I could do every oh. movie at a fucking drive-in. Every oh, fucking yeah. one. It's always better. Yeah. I, always I saw, better. I saw Poltergeist at the drive-in as well for the first time. Good night. Yeah! And first floor window, but I had the tree outside that when the wind blew, would scrape the window. Ooh. Oh, Ooh, I didn't sleep for like four days. Four <laughs> days of just chewing on my pillow going, make the bad man stop, mommy. Make the bad man stop. Oh, it was just... Oh, for me, it's so when, awesome. he, when he's in the mirror. I used to take a running jump. Pulling his face off. Oh. I used to take a running jump to my bed because I was afraid of that clown under the bed. Even though I didn't, Come I didn't have oh, a yeah, clown doll like oh, yeah. that. Yep. Oh, <laughs> but I yep. just felt like something was under the bed. So if I run and jump, it can't catch, mm-hmm. catch me. Oh, yeah, yeah. My my mattress had a dent in the middle from where I landed. Same shit, exactly. Open the door and go. <laughs> oh, and Two one steps better in for the... and then fly. Oh, God, that's awesome. That is so awesome. And one better <laughs> for the latchkey kids. Not only to drive in. I had I, I come from a small town in Connecticut. My the town that I uh, grew up in, it still only has fifty thousand people. We still don't have a Walmart or a Target. Uh, we used to have a movie theater, <laughs> but it's funny because the people that live there they think that they are suburban, but it's actual rural because we literally had to walk past cornfields to go to the high school. So. It, it was rural, but we had three mom and pop video stores. <laughs> so we could go to that. And then the best thing that happened to is my grandparents paid for me to have cable in my room. And my parents were neglectful enough to not have parental controls on it. <laughs> so, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, small cable. town, cable TV, we're, co- we're coming to middle school talking about, did you see Emmanuel 4? <laughs> I want to say, say real quick, I want to say real quick. This is why in the last episode I was pimping small towns so hard. It was to be fucking topical and to make point to make fun, jokes about to make, yeah, poke fun yeah. at the dumbness of this country. But also mm-hmm. to to say like being from a small town is not a fucking bad thing because we oh, had the we grew same up in thing. Mamu, man. Mm-hmm. We had we had three mom and pop shops in our small town, video stores, reads. We just we just walked past sugarcane and cows. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And rice fields. <laughs> and rice, yeah. We had uh Reed's Pharmacy, Family Video, and Miss Rita's Family Video. Ugh, I fucked that up. (laughs) Editing. This is why I edit. We had Reed's Pharmacy. (laughs) It's all staying in now. We had Reed's Pharmacy. (laughs) That's right. Family Video and Video Plus. But they were all local, and they were all, like, in the town. And and I was young, and I'd go to the store, and Miss Rita would let me rent fucking Evil Dead when I was 10. Yeah, they never... there was one movie that my mother uh, finally made my mother check our purchases because we used to go to we had Video America, Video Magic, and uh, I forgot what the third one was called. And then also the library had had VHS tapes. Yeah. But my mother mm-hmm. never used to check them because she was like, "Oh, it's just horror movies. I don't care." But um, they used to have five <laughs> five tapes for five days for five dollars. Mm. So we would split it up where I'd pick two, and my sister picked two, and then my mother would probably pick whatever star, latest Star Trek movie was out. She would pick, and or my dad, he's going for what whatever um steven seagal is in and before yeah. that was chuck norris and um charles bronson <laughs> that's my dad's stuff is like if a, if right. a dude is out for revenge that's <laughs> has, is your, it, has your dad ever seen man on fire probably he probably owns it because that <laughs> movie is the one of the best revenge Amazing. going out mm-hmm. 
yeah brr, yeah he probably that owns movie. that one but the movie oh. that made my mother say you have to show me what you're renting from now on it it wasn't street trash it wasn't bad taste <laughs> it was black devil doll from hell <laughs> i've never even heard of I've that i've never heard of that either street oh, trash is one of my favorites thing. oh you have to oh. check it out um and Black Devil Doll from Hell, we, I mean, I rented it thinking, oh, it's its going to be like Chucky, except he's, he's a black ventriloquist dummy. Um, <laughs> oh. the do- Well, the movie's about this woman who's super religious. She's like a complete um, Bible thumper, and she sees this doll at a thrift store, and she takes it home. But the doll is possessed, and it turns her out, basically. <laughs> and then she decides that she likes being essayed what? and then she becomes a kind of nymphomaniac type character <laughs> yes wow. what is and this movie <laughs> yeah well, what is it's this called, yeah. it's called black devil, black devil doll, doll. yeah but from hell. make sure you get the one from 1984 not the remake they tried to remake it and it's just the remake if you see a doll with an afro and a beanie that's the remake and it's terrible Okay. You want the one with the doll that has the the, the Stevie Wonder breeds? Is this That's a black exploitation film? Yes, pretty much. Yes. Okay. 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 Right on. I'm I'm pretty sure the director was really serious when he did it, but that's not. It's on Troll Two level type of. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. That's oh, night. That you're Troll Two is another one of my favorite movies. Yeah, you're speaking <laughs> nightclub language right now. And it's shot on VHS. Okay. Even better, oh, shot even on video. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, I wanted to. Dope. I wanted to ask Crystal real quick because we got her 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 early horror experience but what's your first horror movie you remember watching that was the one that fucking blew your mind mm, phantasma because of those little balls i had seen horror movies before then yeah, there it is I had oh, seen oh, horror movies oh, before oh, then, and I, that's the you know my mom used to take us to the drive-in too because there's always mm-hmm. like two for one. But that movie I saw in the drive-in, and for some reason that was the one that was like yes had me tripping. The like balls, and I had the balls seen... didn't creep me out as much as the little Jawa people. I don't know why the Jawas that one is awesome Ooh. with the screw on it. I don't know we... why the little Jawa people freaked me out as a kid, but they did. They and are the dog, jo- so like. They... Dollar they store Jawas. And y'all, Jawas. We, yep. we, we're, we're a bunch of phantasm nerds on this oh, podcast. So that, this is our I year got a little episodes. silver ball. I got, oh. got this dope little candy apple uh, print. That's the one that like separated the cream from like whatever that saying is. I'm sorry. The cream from the crap. No, oh, like the cream right from the good cream. You know what I mean? Um, But like. That's when I realized that I, my, my level of terror, like, I believe that there are levels of terror that people can like tolerate. Cause some people think that, um, like the nun is scary and, and that's fine. Right. But for me, it's not, that's like entry level horror, but like for me to be like extremely like fucked up for days and days and days, like that's the, the horror that I like. And that's, how I like to entertain people um, when I'm writing horror. So like, it's it's that that's the movie that was like, OMG, there's levels to the shit and shit just got real. And I think I was like, not even in junior high, you know, because we were still, um, I think we might've still been living on base. So yeah. Oh, that is so, nice. okay. So that is so fantastic. And we, we've, uh, Phantasm Hell, is- we had We had Gloria Lynn Henry on the show. 
when we covered Phantasm 3. We did. We did. I want to say real quick. One of the best nights of my life. I want to say real quick right now. (laughs) When you said Phantasm and y'all broke out all y'all shit and they broke out their shit, the nightclubs year end every year. We we end the year by reviewing the next Phantasm film because it's Ricky's favorite franchise of all time. And Mm -hmm. we had motherfucking Bay Forever, Gloria Henry. Henry. On this show, and she blew us all kisses, and we were she's the best. We were shirtless as fuck, and and I did not flirt at all. I did not. No, no, there was no flirting. I promise. No, no. Uh, Don't you guys find that the horror actresses are always so sweet? Like all of them. You you don't ever hear a negative story, or at least I haven't. The ones, the ones I've talked to so far. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. To wrap up Phantasm, this is the one thing I think that always sticks with me, and I've talked about this before um, on the podcast. The thing that scared the shit out of me about Phantasm when I was a kid is that whether you were religious or not religious growing up, you always knew about it, right? And there was always – somebody always knew something. And to know that there was a place where you went and died and then death being the sort of final thing that it is, that there was something worse. Yeah. It was – there was something worse. And that was so great. I mean, and that's that's why for me it's – obviously stuck with me forever it's 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 like cosmic that's how it that's how it became my favorite franchise because i was going through the existential crisis of losing my father the first time i saw Ah, the film and so the movie just ingrained itself into my psyche in that moment like Mm. it's like wow phantasm is a powerful fucking movie and a powerful series and i love the way the whole series played out india's fuck done by people who just love the genre and that's yeah. why we are all here tonight because we just love the fucking genre there you go. and other genres too. Um, not not to yeah. just narrow it down to horror because I know that yeah. y'all go. We we love them sci-fi's and the, the mm-hmm. sword and sorcery fantasy. Ah, and I, so I do they. Start. I want to start doing it on my channel so bad because I, my dad took us to like every sword and sorcery movie from from crawl to uh, yeah. the source. What is it the the sorcerer there was one called sorceress and there's one called like the sword and the sorceress and then there's there's just have, so oh many yeah. of them have you have you ever seen hawk the slayer yes hawk, hawk the, slayer, the slayer is the Dragon best slayer. There's, <laughs> there's like a bunch there's so many of them i was looking them up to make a list because there's so many that i remembered from when i was a child but i didn't know the name of them so i'm sitting here like googling <laughs> sword and sorcery movie where the person threatens to cut off the woman's um, breast if he if this person doesn't come. I was like trying to find this movie. I'm <laughs> like, we he took us to the drive-in to see all those sword and sorcery movies, and he's like huge into Lord of the Rings too. So much oh. so that my father has like some one of some character sword from Lord of the Rings. He has. It's like nice. he probably has Narsil if I had to guess. Hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah big, we're big, big Lord of the Rings nerds too. Yep, <laughs> big time. Um, I wanted to ask y'all. When when did y'all fall in love with horror? Um, was was it during the first movie that you ever saw, or like when do you think it was around that you were like, I love this shit right here, and I want this to be part of my life? Probably more middle school, sixth grade, sixth grade to seventh grade. Um, I really started getting into like um, drawing creatures. It started off with just drawing, and then I started noticing in the movies like what the creatures look like and i'll try to redraw them and then i found this wonderful magazine called fangoria and it was another one called gorezone oh, I, don't, I don't know if gorezone is still in print but i used to go to uh, we have what would be our kangaroo or our, our uh 
uh, I don't know what you call those, like convenience stores in Connecticut was the store called Cumberland Farms. And you would go there and they would have like, you know, your slushy machine your chips and hot dogs and stuff. And they would have Fangoria and Gore Zone magazines. And I would read about the special effects technicians. And that's when I first saw who Rick Baker was, who Rob Bottin was. And I was like really en- enamored with just the special effects. So then I started to really start to rent any movie I could that had gore effects movies like society um reanimator has great effects um the Mm -hmm. thing i watched that over and over again and to this day they have not recreated anything on the level of that first the thing (laughs) like they just don't put the same effort into it the blob 1988 that's a really really it's kind of underrated but it's i think it's got excellent effects um 1986 the fly Really great creature. Effects. Oh my god! Oh my god! And yeah. then, like, I went and watched the original Fly, the black and white one, and even mm-hmm. the effects of that was like creepy because, like, they zoom in on him on the little, like, and I'm like, holy! And but anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like take your. You still? Oh have no, the, no 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 no! The Fly is dope me. as fuck. I mean, the, mm-hmm. that entire movie to me is, and the Oscars or whatever they are today, but. At one point in time, the Oscars actually meant your movie fucking ruled, and it was good. Mm-hmm. And that movie, horror's always been a the bitch ignored yes. fucker of yeah yeah. But that movie could have been every every award. Mm-hmm. It could it could have won best screenplay, best best mm-hmm. director, best actor, best actress, best movie. It could have won the whole goddamn thing. The Fly is a goddamn ten. You were la- you were laying down tens, fucking reanimator oh, yeah. and shit. Oh, yeah. oh my lord. <laughs> I was lucky to see the fly in a movie theater because that's what I asked for for my 11th birthday. I said I want to go to the nice. movies to see the fly. Wow! <laughs> and my mother was and like, you, "Okay." She brought you. What did Mama think of that? Oh, she didn't think. I think my parents never really thought too much about these remakes because they grew up seeing the thing from another world, watching the fly, watching the blob, and I don't think their generation knew how didn't far like these it? these. Well, no, they 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 were okay with it. They're not huge in the gore like I am, but I don't oh. think they anticipated how different the 80s remakes of the movies that they grew up on would be. That's an interesting perspective. I never thought of a perspective of like someone who grew up with the 50s originals Mm -hmm. viewing the 80s remakes, like The Blob and The Thing and The Fly. Mm -hmm. I never thought of that. That's that's interesting. And and, and it's kind of – I'm not trying to side tangent, but like Mm -hmm. how how people from – I grew up in the the 90s and 2000s. I was born 89, so so Mm – that's but i came up with the 80s movies and then into the 90s 2000s and then so when remakes would happen it's always been like well let's see what you're gonna do instead Mm -hmm. of instead of more so like i don't know about this i have had a few i don't know about this is and my biggest one was evil dead i shouldn't have Mm -hmm. fucking been like that about that because that movie the remake oh yeah the remake's amazing it's a 10 too bro Fede Alvarez, man. Holy Fede, hell. I, I cannot wait to see his his new alien film. Oh, um, what? But but not to side tangent too far. Crystal, when did you fall in love with horror movies? Because you are a trusted name. In terror. <laughs> so <laughs> um, <laughs> what made me fall in love with, with horror is it wasn't actually a movie, it was a book. Now mm. um mm-hmm. it's kind of hard, like hard to believe that like me um a Bram Stoker nominee um international award winner uh prolific like yeah um I started reading really late for some reason it just 
and to my mom's bane existence, she could not understand why I wouldn't read. Every, everyone in my in my family are big readers, and um, and it it was just it wasn't just something that I was into, right? And so, um, in the seventh grade, um, my best friend had came back from because uh, she. she was living in Paris with her dad and then back in our tiny town with our mom, with her mom during the school year. And so on our very first like introduction, she's like, do you want to read this book? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. And so I started reading it and I couldn't put it down. Right. And so one, another thing, I was a pretty bad student. So I was in history class and I had that book inside the history book. And I was reading it and the teacher was immediately <laughs> suspicious because I was one of the bad kids. So like, why am I not disturbing the classroom? Right. So then he got up and he walked behind me and he's like, calls my mom. He's like, well, this is what she's doing. And my mom's like, well, she's reading. It's fine. So what happened was I got to the point of this story. Now, remember, we were living in a small town in Victorville. We have a two lane highway, 395, where these um freight trucks are running on it long and they're driving as fast as they can right um don't tell me the book was pet cemetery it was so i grindhouse for the win fly yes. out of my room i oh. like football tackle my mom and i'm like he's dead he's dead he got hit by a truck and so my mom <laughs> basically is picking me up and dragging me out the house to like look for the sirens to see what happened and oh, she's shaking shit. me she's like what happened who got hit like what's going on and i'm like gage is dead gage is dead and and she's thinking who who do we know do we like whose kid is that and, <laughs> right, right. and i was like you know what i mean because that was a real thing in our in our town and so she like was on the verge of slapping some sense into me because like at this point she was like terrified my stepdad's like what is going on um noelle's mom came across and like everyone was like what who like why are there no sirens like where were you first of all like you were even supposed to because i think i might have even been on restriction so like they're like like where were you because if something happened here we would have heard it like so calm down and tell us what happened and I was, <laughs> and I told them that, you know, I, in the book that, that, that um, <laughs> and my mom's like, this is over a book. And I'm like, yeah, he, he died. Like, I can't believe it. And so then she, uh, er, she apologized to everyone, but everyone was kind of calm because we had some pretty gnarly accidents um, on a freeway like that. Like it's not even a freeway; it's just a two-lane highway with miles and miles and miles with no stop sign. And if you're crossing, it's like a, a life game of leapfrog, but you don't get another life if you mistime <laughs> it, right? <laughs> and so she um, she calms me down with my favorite comfort foods. And she's like, are you going to be able to finish this book? Like, are you sure you're going to be okay? And I'm like, it's okay. And she's like, well, are you sure? Because, like, it's Stephen King, right? She's like, are you sure he's dead? Like, 
you, do you want to finish it? Do you want to do something else? Okay, no, 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 I'm going to go finish it. And so that's what made me love horror because again, it had that same feel of reading the book of Revelations because I am easily seduced by visuals and I was able to imagine all by myself, right? And it's so much more graphic in the book than it is watching it on screen. Even though on screen it is a horrific scene, um, but in your head it's so much more horrific, right? And so that was my introduction of like finally reading, becoming an avid reader. And Stephen King is, is the one with Pet Cemetery is the one that made me fall in love with horror. And it was horror novels, not per se horror movies, because by that time I had been watching tons of horror movies, um, you know, tons of horror shows, um, all things dark around the edges. Um, but what made me like basically what changed my trajectory in my whole entire basically career, what made me a trusted name of terror was um, the introduction to Stephen King. So that's what made me fall in love with horror. That's so wild because Pet Cemetery is the first Stephen King book I read also. <laughs> really? I read, I, yeah, I read Pet Cemetery when I was in sixth grade and then I read it when I was in seventh grade. And then from then I started reading more Stephen King, Dean Koontz, Anne Rice and all that. But yeah, Pet oh. Cemetery was the first Stephen King book I read. Stephen King was my introduction to horror on a literary level. Um, well, I guess R.L. Stein was with Goosebumps, but for novels. Uh, speaking of R.L. Stein's in Washington State, so I didn't get to read those books along with everyone else because one of the moms on the PTA um, lost her mind and she got those books banned in Washington. Wow. What? Oh. Goosebumps yeah. books? Yeah, there's a whole documentary and everything, so um we i yeah i didn't start reading them until okay so i also have a children's horror book and so one of the reviews was like this is a book that r stein would be proud of and so i was like who's who's that <laughs> and i oh, googled it shit. and i'm wow. like why don't i know who this is and then i saw the documentary and right here in our state um you know she the PTA bomb was like, nope. And so they got banned from the libraries. They got taken out of the school libraries because there was a whole program where you would check it out and read it and get your points and then get the next book in the series. And um, they were talking about how scary the, the um, illustrations are. And so, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't get to read them till much, much, much later. Yeah. Damn. Well, wow. yeah, that, that come would... on mamas. I uh, know. Well, them PTA yeah. mamas, they tried to take down Twisted Sister and D. Snyder showed up and said, <laughs> fuck that shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, uh, it, I guess Goosebumps would be. But then Stephen King and Dean Koontz, you named them right off the bat. Like those are my first two. In fact, mm -hmm. Dean Koontz was the first one. It wasn't even Stephen King I read first. It was Koontz. And I read A Whisper in the Night or A Whisper in the Dark or A Voice in the Night, Voice in the Dark. I can't remember the title, but it was. It's the book with the two boys, and the one little boy is a fucking sadistic fuck, and he's he like... was, their mm. brothers, yeah. I think Dean, when he was writing as Dean Arkunz, it was much more scarier, and of course, he had all the um, smaller, that, like, the infamous Book of Shadows that everyone was looking for that didn't exist. Um, it was absolutely terrifying when he was writing with Dean Arkunz, but something happened when he just started writing as Dean Koontz. The stories weren't yeah. as scary as much. And then another person that I was that was the big three was also Robin Cook. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember yep. like having to have a dictionary um, because like he's a doctor and he's writing medical thrillers. And there were so many words that I didn't understand, <laughs> yeah. but I would like yep. just write it down um, and then go back and look it up later. And so that's interesting because 
Those guys are the ones who actually taught me how to write. Um, this story really sucks, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, I was a poor student. I don't know. I, I just couldn't study very well. My siblings are super smart. So imagine being in the seventh grade and having your sister who's in the fifth grade help you with your math homework, right? That's It's demoralizing. <laughs> so I had this, this teacher tell me one day, she's like, educators wait their whole careers for pupils like your siblings and I got stuck with you. She's like, you're never going to amount to anything. What a horrible thing to say. I I believed her. Right. And so I was already hanging out with like the metalheads and acting like an ass. And so in the seventh grade, she's a Mm -hmm. teacher, she's a grown up. She knows. So if I'm not going to amount to anything, I'm not going to try now. So um, I had a half a year where I was just a menace. Like, no one knew what the hell was going on. And I got, um, I was in detention one day with um, the history teacher and I was the only one in detention somehow. I don't know how that all worked out, but I wasn't the only one that started. But anyway, <clears throat> and he asked me, he's like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was like, I want to be in the Olympics um, and run track. Okay. Cause I was in the seventh grade, right? That's what I thought about. And so he was like, so like, Okay. He's like, so, but like, what's going on? Because you're not going to be able to run track if you don't go to college. And I was like, oh, well, Miss Reed said, I'm not going to amount to anything. So I guess I won't be going to the Olympics. And he was like, Mm. what did you just say? Like, what the fuck did you just say? And then I told him everything that she said. And he's like, okay, here's the deal. He's like, I'm going to give you a D, but you're going to give me that D back on the track field because he was the track coach in on the high school, right? And so then he called the principal, he called my mom, and the way they rallied around me, like that's when they found out that I was like um dyslexic on this on the spectrum, but like way on the other side. Um she lost her teaching job and um but not her teaching license. She just went to the, the rival school. And then uh when I got to um the ninth grade, like um, Coach Mar had already told everyone at that high school that he was like, this kid's a fucking hellion, but this is what we're dealing with. And so they just like, like circled the troops. And every time I was out of line, they would call my mom or they'd be like, you're not going to be able to compete in your meet. Like you're, you're going to have to try. You're, you're going to amount to something. Like, I don't know why she told you that, but that's not true. So like, like going from like, where I'm at now from like having a teacher tell you that like that's that's crazy and to think that I was you know writing down like this is a doc he's a real medical doctor and like she took away a joy a little bit because every time I would have to write down a word because I didn't know what it was I would think of what she said Mm. and even now like that stuff sticks with you I always sometimes those words like float up so I heard one time someone say that if you hear someone mispronounce something that they're trying to say, you shouldn't make fun of them because they read that. So that means they fucking read. Mm-hmm. They might not know and what the word is. There was like a, a perfect example of that because I'm classically trained as a, de- um, a marine diesel engineer. Um, getting the getting past the test was hard, but I can like I remember what my hands do right. And wait, so wait, wait, pause and rewind. You just said marine diesel engineer. Uh-huh. To have someone say, you're not going to amount to nothing. And you're, you're a <laughs> fucking engineer. <laughs> right. Doing some super important shit. Like that, that, that 
in itself is a fucking fuck you to that teacher. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck that teacher, though, for real. Well, that's for the insane. Re- for the record, Grindhouse Zombie here, engineer, also, nice. also dyslexic as fuck. As fuck. Mm-hmm. The things that I do a lot of times on a daily basis, <laughs> I have to sit and I have to write it several times before it even makes like it even makes sense. And then once I have it make sense, I will Google it to make sure it makes sense. So <laughs> oh. I I'm not I'm I, I wish I was kidding. I'm not. Oh, I, I'm, I totally I'm compl- understand. My my father's dyslexic and he's also he's also an engineer, but he's a biomedical engineer. And it's oh, the same so, thing. Okay. Like if you if you if I asked him to write something, there's going to be a whole lot of like spelling issues. But if you need someone to explain to you quantum physics, he's yeah. he can do that. It's well, wild and that's how the, the mind works. That's the whole thing, though. And it honestly, to hear that story about a teacher that says that you're never mm-hmm. going to amount to anything, I'll be honest. That fucking pisses me off. Yeah, just that's fucking really not good motivation at all. Because, at teachers all. because those are people you. that are not doing their job as teachers, as yeah. instructors. Just someone as, who should have never became a teacher. Yes, right. but mm-hmm. as influencers of your life, not taking the time to sit down and talk with you and understand who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so imagine it was a coach. It was a, it was a coach. I can't. And he I made fucking, me, I just, yeah. when he told me I was going to earn that, be on the track field, he was not joking. Like I see bleachers <laughs> and I still have flashbacks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah. It's... So like, um, I was talking to a chief. Another like I wasn't a chief, but like, um, we were talking about Homer because like I didn't read the classics until oh. after like the first time I read Homer's Iliad. I was twenty eight years old, and a deckhand gave it to me, and yeah. his it was like a book. Like I can't even like. It was like this, like this big, and it was the pages were falling out, and it was held together by um, rubber bands, and that was the first mm-hmm. time I read it. And so, a couple of years later, we were talking about it because, like, some other guy came down, and he had this—he was a like a, a the type type of guy that you would expect to be on a ship in the middle of the ocean, right? Those big container ships. That's where I was working, and so he—it was a hot day. He came down without a shirt on. And he had these three bears on his chest, and I'm like what is that? Are you Norse? He's like, no, these are the bears that um, guard the gates of hell. And so when he left, I was like, what? I thought it was, I thought they were dogs. And he was like, oh, and then the chief was telling me like, there's all kinds of different um, mythologies where he's like, yeah, there are some bears that um, guard the gates of hell. And then he was talking about a scene in in Homer's Iliad. And I was like, oh, like when, how did I call his name? Because like, I know how to pronounce it now, but I was like, I think I called him Ulysses. Or no, I called him Julius. And I was like, okay, oh, like, Ulysses, Julius okay. did something like that. And then he just basically said, yeah, when Ulysses, he just basically, and Sasha does this to me all the time. Um, she He just said the word correctly and moved on with the conversation. Right. Letting me know that I said it wrong without making me feel stupid. Right. Oh. He just, he, just saying it yeah. to where it's like, this is how it's said, but I'm not going to point it out. I'm just saying it right, the way right, I right. say it. But yeah, well, yeah. And that that that's when people read stories and they don't know what the... I, I've done this before with Stephen King, Koontz, Lovecraft, everybody. If I don't know the word, I try to sound it out. And then mm-hmm. I'll look it up online. Nowadays online, back in the gap, I had to go to the dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, bro. Ask my youngest kid, my daughter. I think you, I've talked about her before in here. 
ask her how many books it took me before there was a Harry Potter movie to understand that I was pronouncing Hermione wrong. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. As I was reading to her as she was going to bed, I pronounced that shit wrong for like four years. So you're you're the you're the fucking best though, cuz you were fucking reading goddamn Harry Potter to your daughter. That's nice. Well, that's dope. I, well, that's, that's what that's you're pretty supposed fucking to do. Dope. But yeah. I mean this whole this whole thing that we're talking about though, I think it, it ultimately and this is this is just me and I'm gonna get philosophical and you can tell me to shut the fuck up, grindhouse if you have to. No. But you don't judge people by what you think you see. Mm-hmm. You have to have a fucking conversation. And if someone's an asshole, call them an asshole. That's I, I have no problem with that. That's fine. Yeah. If someone's a dick, they're a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, Grindhouse, you're an asshole. Uh, and, you're, and, and you're a dick. So that works yeah. out. But, but I mean, people people have... Someone say people, y'all go together. Uh, right. <laughs> We do. I was gonna we say, do. does that mean I'm the in between? Is that what I am, Ricky? Rick, Ricky, Ricky's, Ricky's the, the melted. He's, he's the, the melted cheese. Sandwich. I think no, he's, he's the, the melted cheese no, on the bologna. sandwich. He's the baloney because you can eat it flat or you can curl it up. So he's the baloney. Um, <laughs> but I mean, but but like, but like people, people don't bother. I love it. It's like don't Trevor bother over to, again. Like, like talk to the person like next to them and find out anything. They just make all mm-hmm. these fucking assumptions. Mm-hmm. And it's just such bullshit. And Travis and Ricky and I have talked. It's like if we were walking down the street and we like didn't know each other, we met each other, would we give each other the time of day? And we've collectively always kind of said, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell because it like it takes a little bit of time. But like I don't think anybody bothers with that time anymore. You know, and just no, to- sometimes though, because like it just depends. Like this reminds me of a story because like um, sometimes I ride public transportation because sometimes in Seattle it's just better to catch the bus. And so when I was riding the end is now, which is um, biblical apocalyptic, um, I was on the bus and I don't often um, interact with the homeless population because one, um, they're unpredictable, <laughs> and two. Mm-hmm. I, I'm into smells. And so like, unfortunately, um, when you're part of that population, sometimes you don't smell that good. They smell. Yeah. So like I was, I was gathering all my stuff up cause I knew that he was going to sit down next to me. So I was gathering all my stuff up to move. And as I did, I dropped my Bible. And so he picked it up and he handed it to me and he's like, did you know, um, the devil jumped on the ark and tried, did you know the devil tried to sink the ark? And I was like, what? And so then <laughs> the whole entire bus ride, I listened to him tell me the story of how, uh, and it's, and when I got home, what I did is I called, um, the Jewish, um, center because he, the way that he was talking, I'm like, this has got to be from like the older stories, right? So I called the Jewish center and I'm like, this is random. I'm grew up Christian. So I have the cliff notes. Uh, did Satan try to sink the ark? And then the writer was like, yeah, and this is what happened. And I was like, what? And so he told me the whole entire story of um, how he tried to sink the ark. And that storyline ended up in um, The End Is Now. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's like when inspiration fucking strikes like that. And it comes from such a fucking crazy place. But uh, that oh, I could I, I could I could I could write a novel based on all that shit between um, New York and New Orleans. Oh my lord! Oh my lord! It's yeah. all new. It's just all new. That's what yeah. it is. I wanted to ask y'all in this new world, um, <laughs> opposed to the old world. We won't oh, do it tonight. Do um, not. I won't. Promise. I promise. 
Okay. Okay. Do you unless, know it? unless <laughs> the guests are asking for it, Grindhouse. Uh, Wait, what, what am is I it? To do? I need to know what it is. All right. Okay. Oh, all right, Go. everyone, get Just... your tin foil hats on. Fuck <laughs> it, we're going there now. All right. I'm going get a beer, and when I come back, I'm shirtless. Oh, oh my god. Oh, god. Here we go. Yo, now we you go. did it. Now you did it. Yeah, you just... You, yeah. you, got, the, there was you that, got the resident conspiracy nut. Yeah, there was that, that button in the back of the room that said, don't push, and y'all pushed it. Y'all, y'all <laughs> totally pushed it. <laughs> oh, God. Bought a ticket for on a train Like a madman laughing at the rain Little out of touch, little insane. It's just easier than dealing with the pain. Runaway train, never going back. Wrong way on a one-way track. Seems like I should be getting somewhere. Somehow neither here nor there. Runaway train. called the city beautiful and it really used to be but now as i drive around i'm seeing trash on the ground things mm-hmm. are not being cleaned we're getting potholes now we never used to have potholes we, that used to be <laughs> really really well maintained especially because the tourist area so they try to make mm-hmm. things look beautiful for the tourists and now they're just like well fuck the tourists <laughs> <Drive Right>. <laughs> louisiana's pothole it's capital it's, slow, it's slowly becoming louisiana over there bro mm-hmm. yeah louisiana because like louisiana like took a nosedive after katrina and so we have this natural disaster oh. that's happening in Hawaii, and we're mm-hmm. learning now that people who oh, still have oh. homes are being evicted. Um, yeah. We have we, we're learning that investors are like, we'll buy your land, not what it's worth because there's no house there, but we'll buy it pennies on the dollar so yeah. that now we can like. So it, you know, the land that's burning, the locals have been saying for months now that they believe those fires were set intentionally um, oh, because. Yeah. Um, Hawaii always burns because of all of the um, volcanoes. So how did this fire burn the way that it did and cause this much devastation? There's people that are still missing, right? And so we have like investors floating around like buzzards ready to snatch that land away just like they did in, in you know, Louisiana. And so and now- Puerto we're Rico have, too. They did it in yeah, Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico after the too, hurricane. Yeah. And so- and the most telling thing, Crystal, is that I know this is super off topic, but the most telling thing is how that fire just miraculously missed all the millionaires' houses, all right. the millionaires' estates. Right. It's kind of not... like what, kind of like in New Orleans. Yeah, it's it's oh. not it's not it's not miraculous, yeah. and it ties into the thing we were fucking going crazy about a minute ago: the old world and Tartaria. Oh, and here pe- we go. People don't want to listen. I'm telling you right now, it's all tied together because. The ones that have been on top for a long time maintain that on top. They're going to stay on top. I know. But... Listen, 
I'm going to say it all stupid and not educated and smart, but I'm going to say it. It's been like this for a long time, and the common folk know it, and it's always been this cycle. It's the cycle. Whether you think the old world's flat and whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's still a cabal of motherfuckers that are at the top of all this shit like a pyramid, and they're running stuff. That's the basis of of the fucked up shit. And then they drop stuff to make us fight amongst ourselves. Right. right. They tell you, mm-hmm. oh, no, you need to blame those people over there that they're different from you. They're taking your jobs. You know, you need to blame those people over there. And it's like, while we're pointing a finger at each other, they're, they're fucking both groups over. Yeah. Damn right. I just recently found out about, like, um, uh, what I call more recent slavery. I was watching these documentaries about Appalachia and how the some of the people that were working in those mine companies – they weren't paid money. They were, they were given paid housing. Yep. Yeah, they got housing Whoa. and vouchers, so they couldn't leave if they wanted to leave. No, that's Loretta Lynn's story. the The country singer Loretta Lynn. That's her. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, she coal came, miner's daughter. Yes, ma'am. She Whoa. came from that life, and and that's that's a fucked up. And that you're right. That is slavery. That is a mm-hmm. definition of slavery, right there. You you can't leave this town because you the town owns you. Yeah. And everything you right. buy and the currency here is the town's currency. It's like, mm-hmm. the fuck and is this? Know, shit? I mean, on a bigger scale, which is not conspiracy, is Walmart, right? So Walmart in there, um, when you get a job at Walmart, they show you in their employee um, training how to apply for um, state benefits so you can get food stamps. Wow. Walmart next to the commissary. <laughs> <laughs> which is like um, we're active duty military shop. Um, so the commissary is the biggest recipient of food stamps. Walmart is the second. So we oh, have wow. this huge ass company who are that paying their eight place. billion dollars a month. By the way, right? That was like so, in twenty twenty they were making eight billion. So I don't know how much it is now. All that being said. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, is, le- we're, le- we're leaning hard into into a little bit of some political stuff, and I don't mind, but uh, conspiracy political stuff, eh, eh, sometimes, sometimes. I was well, excited I to talk, talk about the I flat wanna, Earth, but I want to talk festivals. I want to talk. I, I want to talk before we get there. Um, I, I love a good conspiracy theory. I, I'm conspiracy theory minded, and I'm probably the mm-hmm. wacko of everybody. So, well, I'm just saying for the sake of our friends here, we're all friends. No one's, you know, I'm just telling about me. No, no, fuck no. No, this is, but like, we've talked about this before though. And if you can't get a group of people together and you can't have a conversation, yeah, a conversation. And it isn't about agreeing or disagreeing. It's about having a conversation. It's about hearing and, each other. Yeah. Thank just, you. Yeah, it depends on what perfect. that conversation is, right? Because if the conversation is you're idea of things you're okay with the harm of my existence then that's not a that's not agreeing or disagreeing not what i'm saying not what i'm saying okay, at all, Crystal. Okay. what i'm talking about is people because we're all people here we have to be people first and we can have disagreements later but let's start with being people and let's start with i always say this let's sit down and have a barbecue first okay yeah. let's all eat let's all get full get stuffed and then once we're all kind of rolling around and we've had a couple of cocktails, then let's start talking. And that's, I think, when the glory of being people comes out. That's what I mean. It's like you would, you would think that when they had that congressional hearing and that man sat there and talked about 
the biologicals found on the on the uh, alien equipment that it would click that we're all people. <laughs> and this is, like you're we're earthlings. They they are they are basically saying. I right love now, how he kept calling them biologicals. Yes, I'm like, yeah. I like. <laughs> like I was like the science fiction writer in me was like. He also slipped up and said interdimensional beings. Yes. Right. And yes. I, like, I fucking yeah. told you guys I knew it. Yeah. The tall man I, is I, I controlling just... all of this. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Yep. <laughs> Cousin. Yeah. The, 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 the God damn it. I watched that shit, y'all. We're talking about this right now. Yeah, so we are breaking away because I wanted to know y'all's top five favorite horror films. But hold on for a second, a hot second. We just recently had in this fucking country, United States of America, a congressional hearing on UFO activity and transparency and this whistleblower motherfucker who came out of nowhere and is like, guess what, bitch? Blah, blah, blah. And then we all, if people follow this, you're like, I learned nothing new. This has all been stories yeah. forever, but it's still important because it happened on that level quote unquote mm -hmm. dr evil quote unquote it happened on that level so it's is this a psyop for aliens or is this the announcement that we are not alone well, in this universe aliens like drive by earth they lock their doors because like, <laughs> they're, like what the fuck's going on down here like no that's God, why we invade it you know what i mean because i, I think like, that, what? No, i think they no. were i think they were kind of forced to come out with it because this is funny because I was just on a um uh conspiracy theory uh podcast about aliens just this past Wednesday on the Evil Tyrone's show on, on YouTube. We had that we talked for three hours show, by the way. But I have a theory, and this is kind of funny, about the real reason they wanted to get rid of TikTok. They tried to say, Oh, it's it's oh hey kitty. Um it's they try mm. to say it's about uh what is it called? national security or um, caring about your information yep. which yep. they don't care because if they care they would care about what facebook does to our information which they 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 don't care no, about they don't i think fuck. they wanted to get rid of tiktok because every day there's hundreds of ufo sighting videos on tiktok from around the world and it was and, like at some point they just had to admit the shit they just had and, to admit it <laughs> and because <laughs> it like, it's from it's from china yeah right right that's well the, but i think i think both both chris both Crystal and Sasha said it at one point. <laughs> no, they both said it I about you. about giving something to the people so they can distract us from the next thing of bullshit that they're going to. That's pull what on everything us. is. That's yeah. what the submarine was. I, That's what mm -hmm. the balloons were. That's what everything yep. is. It's a I big ass distraction. I completely agree. But so, like, I wonder what the next thing is. Engineering so, like, me doesn't want to talk about the submarine because it makes me mad because that wasn't a distraction. That was someone who has a billion dollars who thinks that he knows more than 70 damn ass like 70 years of collective knowledge and somehow because you're a billionaire you know more than everybody else who the fuck goes into a submarine that doesn't have a ballast system I'm, who I'm, goes into a submarine that doesn't have an emergency um generator like what like no we're skipping I'll, over that i'll be honest <laughs> the only reason that i'm i'm viewing this from the conspiratorial point of view is because of the people that were on it and the people i listened to so and then one of those people was a, a, a 19 year old kid who didn't want to go but he wanted to make his dad happy like five yeah, people dead at the bottom of the goddamn it. fucking I ocean seafloor because you didn't want to listen to an engineer this they kid can, you know what I'm, 
I'm sorry, this kitty is just jumping up. Like she, she's been here. This is this is Honey Muffin. She's been here. <laughs> Listen, I, I changed it from Honey Bun to Honey Muffin. She's Honey Muffin, and she's oh, been here for a while. And I've been feeding my little bay, and y'all, she is so the best. Oh, well, he's you grabbing her. Yeah, she's right here. Oh. She, she don't she don't want to be held, so I don't want to hold her and 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 make her freak right. out. But she's rubbing like right now, rubbing all. She's just rubbing on your legs. Yeah, and John, look, she's right here. Come on, you baby. Can't see, stop saying Come look. I, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> she, she won't jump up. But um, okay. So we all love conspiracies. We I think we, which is. You well, know what yeah, we discussed it before. In the weeds. Uh, a, a conspiracy is a healthy thing. I think a healthy skepticism about just about everything is what we have to do as a people because otherwise we're just fucking fish in a pond. And I don't want to be a fish in a pond. I want to be a shark. No, I've always wanted to be a shark. I want to be. Um, I want to be a question asker, and I want to ask our guests. I want to be a jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> just immortal and fucking well, but if you I haven't mindless, thought of a reason yet I just thought it would um, be a funny thing to say immortal and mindless it's a blind idiot god dude oh, it's cosmic you're getting je- Lovecraftian on me yeah, now jellyfish are oh, cosmic I think, it's, <laughs> I think it sounds awesome but so as much as I would love to just be a mindless jellyfish like Ricky also aka our Cajun Bigfoot mm-hmm. if I had to be anywhere and I had to be curious. I think I would like to be at a cabin in the woods. Before we get there, I got to ask Before the top there. five favorite horror movies of all time. I have to do it, dude. I gave it to him. I'm got trying it. so got hard here, do dude. I'm trying. I know. Just... You, you, you're good. I, I will I will start because um, this to tie it back into something we were saying earlier, when I talked about those remakes of, of the 80s, I think one of the main reasons why those remakes were so successful is because they remade movies that according to my parents and other people from that age group no one thought those were awesome movies like they enjoyed going to the drive-in to see the fly they enjoyed going to see the blob but they were to them they were just schlocky b movies Mm. so when they got remade in the 80s it was like a huge jump to these amazing movies and i think kind of what the issue with some of the more modern um remakes are is that they're trying to remake classics rather than the more schlocky you know uh, mm. Not so great yes. movies. Like, yeah, remake nine seven six people. Don't remake. You know, oh, Psycho. that would be fantastic. <laughs> right, nine seven six evil would be yeah. fantastic as a remake. Okay, you can well. you can approve upon it. So my top five yeah. are, of course, uh, Poltergeist because that that movie mm. changed mm. the game mm. and it's still being copied to this day. Um, the Exorcist, which is the only movie I've, I think, no, one of two movies that I rated a ten on IMDb because it's mm. the perfect film. Like there's there's nothing I can say that is bad about the production, about the storytelling, about the suspense, about the effects. It's just it's just an amazing film. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street again oh. changed the game when it comes yep. to like yep. slashers. Like that it's on another another level for me. Return of the Living Dead just because. Yeah. <laughs> I watch yes. that all the time, and this one. Okay, it's gonna seem strange that I put this as a, it's as a top five, but I really feel like it's an experience, and it's martyrs, which is like you don't oh. you don't watch martyrs, you experience martyrs. Yeah, I feel like that about Skin and Marink. Oh God, <laughs> just saying. I gotta Uh-oh. get my that's it's my. Oh, 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 oh,
It no took me spoilers, two, please. I'm not going to spoil. No I'm just going to. I'm just going to say it took me two times to finish it because keep in mind, I do have ADHD, so my my attention span is that of a gnat. So <laughs> it took me two tries to get through it. <laughs> okay, me too. I'm gonna say yeah. it's a masterpiece, and I fucking love it. And I presto changeo episode eighty five. <laughs> you goddamn right. Return is my uh, number one zombie film of all time. Returns a fucking ten. It's just too fun. It's just too much fun. We've covered it on the nightclub. We've covered movies y'all mentioned on the fucking nightclub. Yeah. We, we we are kindred spirits, all of us. Um, that's an awesome top five, Crystal. Do you have a top five favorite horror films of all time? I do, but they're not. Um, so I like um, my film is a little bit collective and I'll just like tell you what they are. So my number one of all time is The Exorcist because I love religious horror. It's my very favorite um, genre of horror because for me growing up in a Christian household um, and I'm deconstructing my relationship with the church but I still believe in God and, but it w- will stop there because it's not what you asked me. I think the the idea of God turning his back on us is terrifying. So um, the exorcist is number one, all time. Uh, my favorite horror movie. Number two is a movie called welcome to mercy. This is also a religious movie. Mm. It's a, um, it is a exorcist movie. I believe that, out of all the Exorcist movies I've seen, this one is one of the only films that I've ever seen that has surpassed its master, which is The Exorcist. The Exorcist is always going to be number one, but now Welcome to Mercy is number two on that list. Number three is a movie called Mercy, um, another religious horror movie that's kind of like a cabin in the woods. Um, this movie is, this woman is dying, um, so her family is coming to say their last respects, but we find out that they're just coming to see how the will is going to be divided and mm-hmm. how Damn. this movie opens um, up and the, and we really realize what's going on. It's more of a, um, it is a religious movie, but it's more like on the occult. Um, so uh, mercy, not, not the one where the little boy is with his grandmother. I think both of those movies are, have been released in the same year. So if you guys are trying to find which which mercy I'm looking for, you, you're going to want the one where it's not the one with the boy and his grandmother, even though that's a fun little movie. Um, the second, okay, so that's three. Number four on my list of movies is going to be um, a movie called The White Coffin out of um, Spain or Brazil. Um, this movie is over the top. This woman's child is... Um, kidnapped and she's killed in the um during the abduction but then she's granted um three days to live if she can go and get her kid back and this movie is like super terrifying because we find out the whole town is involved and there are three other moms involved and the things that they have to do to save their children it just gets worse and fucking worse every single time that a new challenge has presented itself. So that is The White Coffin. Um, I'm going to do a bonus movie um, because I just can't like yeah. pick them all at once. Um, and so that's going to, and it's a block. So it's going to be Saw 1 through 3 only. I think mm. they went too far after um, the third Saw. They should have stopped there. Um, so 
those one through three was chef's kiss it doesn't get any better than that and then um the number one on my my film list is going to be john Carpenter's the theme mm, wow yeah wow, yes. wow. I, I have a honorable mention um it's not a horror movie but it has horror elements and as you were talking i was thinking wait i know i have a third movie that i gave a perfect 10 to parasite it's a south oh, korean movie yep. mm-hmm. yeah yep. it's it's a more of a thriller that has a, a a few horror elements towards the end, oh, but yeah. it's right. it's just an amazing movie. Yeah. Oh, that that's the one that good. always that always trips me up because it is a brilliant movie. It is fantastic. I don't see any horror in that movie, and I don't know if it's just me, but I don't see any horror in that movie at all. I think really? it's fr- I, th- I, think I don't it's fringe I just horror, don't. just like the Joker is fringe horror. I think it's yeah. both equal uh, parts. Maybe, maybe, but uh, like I see, I, that one keeps coming up in my the things to watch, and it's like here's a horror movie, and I'm like I've watched that, and it's not a horror movie. Like it's Stop not like it. so horror adjacent. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> horror adjacent. Horror adjacent. Okay, we'll go with that. It's horror adjacent. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, they gave us our top five. So now here we are. Y'all's journey through horror. Y'all have got blogs. Y'all have got fucking videos. Y'all have got books. Y'all have got reviews. Now y'all have come to it. Grindhouse, your moment to shine <laughs> with your questions. But I, I'm curious, y'all. Cats are biting my legs, and I'm just trying to find out <laughs> what led y'all here. Like, how did this? How did this awesome collaboration come to be? Okay, so. Um... The Kevin Lewis is, is my uh, brainchild, and um, it's a little bit different than other film festivals that you may be going to. Um, so what makes this film festival different, like what Lady Sasha was saying early in the in the way in the beginning, is that it's a hybrid film festival. So we do have an online programming and um, an in-theater programming, and then we have a cabin in the woods. So our VIP guests are going to be spending three days and two nights in a cabin in the woods, and not only are they going to be watching the films before the regular um, film guests, um, the theater guests, the, the VIP guys are actually going to be judging the films. So that's where this is a little bit different than some of the awesome film festivals that uh, people are used to going to. So we are going to be staying in a cabin in the woods for three days and two nights. Um, everyone in that cabin is going to be actually judging the films. So you can't just stay in the cabin on a Friday. And you know how some people buy passes for one day. If you're going to be a VIP um, guest, you're going to have to commit for the whole entire weekend because you oh. will be judging all of the all of the films during your stay at the cabin. Oh, I love that. Another I love that. Thing, it's just not about being there. It's about the work, too. Like, actually... Yeah. Doing, I love that. I love that, Crystal. I love it. And you so, got- and because it is a lot of work, there's other stuff that's going on in the on the cabin. So, um, each day there's a um, there's going to be adjudications where we're going to be, you know, watching the films and casting oh. our votes. But there's other stuff going on. So, like, um, there's the brunch, like um, Killer Paints with Ashley. Um, there's the photo shoot that's going to be happening. There's downtime where you can just take the boat out or go to the golf course or just lay out in the sun and get too red. And then um, because um, these VIP guys are going to be um, judging the films, I was able to contact other um, indie film um, filmmakers. And we are. I was able to um, secure feature-length screeners for just my VIP guys. So they, at the end of the day, of after doing all the stuff, Cabinet, 
they will be able to wind down with a movie that they can just enjoy. So oh. I'm super excited about that. Um, so that's what's going on in the cabin. In the um, theater, we have three tiers of tickets. We have black ticket, platinum ticket, and gold ticket. Another thing that highlight makes our festival a little bit different than other awesome film festivals that you guys have attended is my festival is all inclusive, which means is once you get to the venue and you purchase your ticket, that ticket includes everything. So um, the black ticket in the theater is the equivalent to the VIP and that ticket includes um, a catered brunch, a catered dinner and gourmet concessions. Of course, with all the screeners, the platinum ticket includes the catered dinner, upscaled concessions, and all the screens. And then the gold ticket passes, which look like this. So they all look the same, but like they're just different colors. They come with two concession checks that you take to the concession stand for um, whatever the check is. So this one is um, check number two. So this one is um, redeemable for um, either a drink, a small popcorn, or um, a drink and a candy. And then check one is a large popcorn, a large candy, and a large drink. So they're all inclusive. Um, like I said earlier today, um, usually when people are going to um, things like this, the high ticket tier guys are the ones who are getting swag bags. But I was able to secure swag bags for everyone who's going to be attending. Yeah. And one of the things that um, Travis said earlier about the Oscars was that, and it's it's still kind of the same where people think that horror is like the redheaded stepchild of the industry. <laughs> but what I wanted to do with um, Captain in the Woods Film Festival is have an, an enhanced, upscaled horror film festival experience because even though we're not the Canes, we should be celebrating our film festival, our filmmakers, just like that. Because yeah, hell yeah, it is very prestigious. They do bust their ass to tell these type of stories in the you know edges of the dark. And for us in the horror community, we're very tight knit, very protective. We will fight you to the ends of the earth over our our horror, right? And and yeah. I think that even though. Um, like large festivals, like I, I do um, reviews um, for live action reviews and I um, go on location. And one of the things that is amazing at being at huge festivals like Scream Fest or Portland Horror Film Festival or Smedium um, Film Festivals like Bleeding Ham is first being around a million other people who are screaming and talking in the theater. That's super awesome. But one of the downsides is, is being a small content creator when you're trying to um, talk to directors and talk to um, talent with so much going on and very little time, of course, they're going to go with the creator who's, you know, um, sponsored by Ben Guria or the guy who's sponsored by, you know, Mm -hmm. um, screen box and so sometimes a small you know being a smaller content creator going to these festivals covering them as as press i'm not always able to interview who i went to see and then sometimes when i catch someone like in the bar or at the restaurant because it is a larger medium festival we have a million patrons in a bar that's only supposed to hold 200 people. And so the sound quality of the interview is so bad that you can't use it. But now <laughs> with um, Kevin Oates Film Festival, it's, it's, it's a very 
boutique, very small, intimate settings. And I did that on purpose so that if you're coming to see a certain director or certain talent, or if you're, you know, covering my festival as press, the gathering is small enough so that you will be able to talk to who you want to talk to. The gathering is small enough so that the connections will be organically driven, you know, so that you can actually sit down and talk to the people who are watching these films with you and actually sit down and talk to, you know, the person that you are hoping to come see. Like for an example, the um, banquet Q and A, it does, it's not like a regular panel where we have all of the, like, we're not just like fangirling at a panel of like all these amazing filmmakers. It's more like, it's more like, um, a reception at a wedding where everyone is talking and the conversations grow organically and everyone will see because there's like these little um, placeholders with your names on it. So people will see who is who and over dinner, you'll just be talking to the people you're sitting next to and the way the seating is, there's going to be like a filmmaker, fans, um, you know, Dr. Tracy Silbury, fans, you know, the the podcaster, you know, so like the... the yeah, so um, that's how that came to be. And so when I reached out to Sasha, I was like, so this is what I'm doing. And she's like, let me get my plane ticket. Let me get some ambassadors. And I was like, we're off and running. Like, I Sasha. was asking her about advice. And she was just like, nope, we're fucking doing this. And I'm like, okay. And I'm so glad that she did. Because the last couple of days, like, one, so... <laughs> Eight months ago, when I started telling people I was going to be putting my festival on in August, now I understand why they were looking at me the way that they were looking at me. Um, <laughs> the guys that I have for my mentors are other local festival founders. And so I love the way they supported me because this is different. Like this is no festival first of all, is all-inclusive ticketing. No horror film festival is at a cabin in the woods. Like at an actual cabin in the woods. Like no one's done this before. So I like the way that they're supporting me because like when I have a wild ass idea, they don't say anything <laughs> until they see me getting ready to go off the cliff. And they're like, well, why don't we do it this way? Or when I ask for help, but they've been super supportive. But like my MVP is Sasha because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. We wouldn't have ambassadors if it wasn't for her. Like, I am super, super grateful. Like I'm getting all emotional because when someone's on your team, when someone is ride or die for you, like that's invaluable. And that's what Sasha has been from the very beginning of our relationship because I I was a huge fan of her. And I, I sent her an email on um, YouTube and I was like, she is not going to answer me back. And I asked <laughs> her if she would be a guest on my show. And so I think she contact me like a couple of months later because she just didn't see it in youtube yeah, i didn't place. i didn't know that I, you could get messages like there's like a messenger on <laughs> youtube that's like it's almost like a dm and i didn't know mm-hmm. that it even existed so <laughs> i was just poking around you know trying to, to finagle my channel and say oh wow somebody sent me a message said, well, <laughs> right let me, let me right and so like but it had been so long mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, of course she's not going to email me back. Of course she's not. So when she emailed me back, I was like, what? Like, oh my gosh, I'd love to be on your show. And I'm like, what? And so then um, she was on my show. Then I was on her show. And then 
um, we just got along immediately. Yeah. And then I don't remember how we came up with Coast to Coast Horror. I think you Go came ahead. up with it because um, we're on opposite coasts because you're on on the the northwest side and I'm on the, the southeast side, like completely <laughs> opposite coasts. And you said, well, I'm going to just say Coast to Coast Horror. And then Fuck, like, yeah. like, that's good because there's like a bigger Coast to Coast I don't mm -hmm. know who they are. Another podcast. Oh yeah, there, it was a it was coast to coast with Art Bell originally, yep. and then mm -hmm. um, George Nori. Uh, George Nori, yeah, took yep. over. Yeah, and you were yeah. like, "That's perfect," because like they'll look for them, and then they'll see us. But then I'm like, "Okay, that works." <laughs> oh, no, yeah. And so like she's like the marketing queen. So like we, I been, finally like, get to use my my degree. I actually went to school for marketing. <laughs> <laughs> like she's been, been that way like since forever, and so like. I I'm all over the board, right? I'm I'm uh, a, a writer, and um, I'm supposed to be on social media promoting my writing, but I'm fighting with people. I'm posting selfies, um, and so like she's like, okay, she's been like like the rudder of like me. She's like, let's rechart, let's tack the ship because why are you fighting on TikTok? Like, what are you doing? And that was way before, like, I told her this wild ass idea about this festival. And one of the things that like has been super surprising is every single person I tell about it, even when it was just in the conceptual phases, how enthusiastic everyone thought the idea it's was. It's such a good and idea though. Like that's why, because it's a good idea. hundred percent. And it's original. Well, uh, well, okay, it, it's awesome. So, okay, yeah. so Travis, shut the fuck up. I had to say it just at least once. Oh, You're okay. mean. Uh, Stop I'm being not. Mean. I'm not being mean, <laughs> son of a bitch. So, so two things here. So, first of all, I think people when they have an idea or they're feeling creative or whatever else, I think people should avoid limiting themselves to what they think they can do. Mm -hmm. Um, because two two years ago, I started listening to podcasts. Because they were fun and it was a distraction from life or whatever else. And now I'm a host of two coming up on three. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, oh, but, no, hold on, hold on. This, nope, nope. Like, nope, I, no, nope, out, of all, nope. out of our all immediate <laughs> podcast families, Grindhouse is the only motherfucker that's actually on a podcast network, the Slashing Cast Network. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... And there's a third one coming. Just saying. We're, so, we're, the, we're the indie motherfuckers over here, though, nightclub. Well, but this is what I love, and you know that. Mm -hmm. um, the second piece for me, and this is what I have to know, like when you start putting this idea together, because I, the idea of an independent horror festival is so appealing to me because I would love to make something like that come together. So, so Crystal, when you're thinking about it, and you like you get it in your head. What is the first step to saying, "Well, shit, I could I could make this happen"? Like, how do you how do you take that first step? Like, what what is the actual first step? I'm I'm super curious about that. Uh, <laughs> Can I jump in gonna... and, and 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 offer what I think it yeah. might be for her? Yes, I think her experience going to so many festivals. She's been uh, a panelist on festivals. She's been a judge in festivals and she had so much experience just on a festival scene that she had enough knowledge to be able to put one together herself, but make it her own thing. So do you think that as somebody who would like to put something 
like that together in their city slash state. Do you think that's a requirement or do you think that it, maybe you can just try and see what happens? I think that you can try and see what happens because like you guys are aware, like no festival is like mine, right? There's a million amazing festivals that are horror genre and celebrate independent filmmaking, right? But I think what why mine is like getting so much excitement is because of the originality and that has to do with experiencing festivals on the ground like by myself like um you know (laughs) driving from Seattle to Portland um and then getting there and having to get you know room and board and be like okay can I afford a t-shirt or do I need this you know 40 bucks to get back home right and so like (laughs) and that's always like something in the back of your mind like do I want this slice of pizza or you know there's always something and so one of the things that I hope offering uh, all-inclusive festival is is that people can come to the festival and they will be able to enjoy these films 100% without the distraction of like trying to figure out everything else right? Seattle is not the most economical place to visit. It is one of the most beautiful places in the world, but, um, and because my tickets are expensive, but it is a different type of experience. Um, I was just putting myself at the center and thinking about what I would want to do. One of the things that, um, surprised me with when I first start, when I first started, uh, putting things together was, everyone was telling my price point was too low. And so we had to do a blind study because they had to prove to me because I'm hardheaded. And we were talking to people (laughs) who are not even in, um, into horror. Right. But they were talking about like for this, for the cabin part alone, like how much would you pay for that? And I was super surprised. And this is just, I guess, for um, being a creative and not, 100% knowing your own worth again with the whole you're never gonna amount to anything like that's never gonna go away no matter what I do um but being afraid that asking pricing it correctly would be too much and so I was able to like put a price that I thought would be fair enough but one of my mentors he's like Next year, if these prices don't come up, I'm not going to work with you anymore because are you fucking kidding? So like the um the cabin tickets are $650. They're sold, they sold out, right? So he's right. But one of the people that we did in a blind study, a lot of the people, when they were asked, how much would you pay for this? They Their answers were so much more higher than what I would have even imagined that like really? you have to sit with that and you have to think to yourself, why are you afraid to like... if you're going to do something you need to like really sit with yourself and be like if this is what it's going to cost to make it work then don't be afraid because like one of the Mm. people that we surveyed she's Mm. like this is not like a regular festival she's like it sounds like a festival for a super fan and um I was like okay and then one person who's not even into her he was like this sounds like a horror retreat. Like this is what you pay for when you go to a retreat. <laughs> you're going to be in a cabin. You have oh. all this shit going on. You know, oh. you're not paying for the food. So like, why wouldn't you, like, why wouldn't we pay this much? Right. And so like, I have some, and then like the swag bags, because not only are the, um, the VIP guys getting swag bags at the cabin, 
they're getting swag bags again at the um, theater because everyone is like at different levels and, you know, they're going to be babied um, because they're the VIP guys. Right. And so to answer your question, like, do you think you need the experience to try and do something new? I would say no, but what you do need is a team around you who is not going to tell you you're doing something stupid, who is going to hold your feet to the fire. And when they tell you something like that super scariness in the pit of your stomach, where you're like, no one's going to do it. Like, don't believe it. Like when Mm -hmm. you're like thinking about, like, I don't know, you want to like create um, a surfboard that you can like hold on and have a plane take you in the air. Um, That sounds super scary, but I'm sure that you can do it. And so like, how much is that going to cost them? So when someone says these tickets are going to be 1100 bucks a piece, you can't be like, Ooh, I don't know. Right. So like, first of all, when you're trying something new, make your team around you of people in the industry that are doing things similar. Um, Make sure that if anyone makes you doubt anything that that person is not, the person you need to be taking mm. advice from. Um, and then um, when people are pushing you to go further and pushing you to like go even further outside of this wild ass concept, know that they're doing this for your best interest. Like I did this, I funded this whole entire festival by myself. I don't have any sponsors. That's going to change next year um, because I didn't know that I could have sponsors when no one knows who I am. But like, for ex- for example, like, I don't want to like tell everyone, well, I can tell your guys this because they're not going to fly out. It's too late. They don't have, um, they can't, the tickets are sold out. So like I was working with the um, Seattle chocolatier, however you say that word. And so um, for the s'mores, they're all handmade. The marshmallows are handmade and the chocolate is handmade. So um, oh. I paid for that back in March. And so then he Googled me like you guys did. And, and so in um, June, he I got an email. He's like, hey, call me about your order. So I'm a triple Virgo. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, now what? Like we're too close to, even though it was three months away, we're too close. Like I can't have anything go wrong, which things went wrong. And like, oh my God, I can't believe we're here. And so um, he calls me, um, I email him back. We get on a phone and he's like, so I Googled you and you're, you do all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, so everything that you do has a skull in it. He's like, do you want me to make your chocolates into skulls? <laughs> what? I was nice. like, how much more is that going to cost? He's like, it's not going to cost anything because I make candy. He's like, let's just keep things on brand. And I'm like, what? Like, yes, let's do that. And then, um, in January, in, back in January, I, I reached out to another company, another like high end candy company because of my um, of my promise of having gourmet candies. And I asked them to sponsor me, but because I didn't know what I was doing, I wrote the wrong letter. And so when I got a call back from the CEO, she was like, and she was talking to me like we're talking to each other, like we know each other. And she's like, so we crunched the numbers. And if you sell out, you're going to make $12,000. Hmm. She's like, uh we're not going to sponsor your company because you're too small. She's like, but send me your little logo. That's what she said to me. Send me your little logo and I will put up a price plan so that you can buy these candies and we'll brand them for you. And I'm like, my little logo, what the hell? And so then her price point came back perfectly, even though they're still expensive. And so those candies came um, Wednesday and oh my God, they're so like, it's perfect. Like her, her, her company is nowhere on them. So like 
see, I can have sponsors, right? Like I just, when they find out what's going on, they want to help any way that they can, which is how I'm getting 100 swag bags because um, a woman reached out to me um, and she's like, uh, another vendor was telling her about the festival because I reached out to someone else. And so she was like, hey, like, um, you're working with so-and-so and and I want to be a part of your festival. It's kind of awesome. So I have bags for you. Like if you want to do like for your gold tickets, because I see that they're just getting um, ticket, like concession tickets. She's like, I can sell you 50 of these bags for 57 cents each. What? Of course. Like, of course I will take those. But like, why? And it's because people are excited about it. So like Uh next year when I have the numbers, I can show how many, how much we made in sales. I'll have all these pictures. I'm taking a class on how to properly ask for sponsorship. Next year is going to be completely different. Next year, I'm not going to be calling out of work because I've been up for three days trying to get everything at the last minute. I'm not going to do that next year. I know that I'm going to stop everything three months before the festival is supposed to happen. So I can have that extra time to do everything that needs to be done because I thought I could get all this done in eight fucking months. I did it. I fucking did it. But like, I'm tired as fuck, dudes. I love that shit. And and, and having y'all on tonight, like to, to, to run down how we got to the Cabin in the Woods Film Fest, what it offers, like for our listeners right now, I want to say, jump in the Discord, link in the show notes, but you don't have to because we have a special discount code for everyone listening now. It's not everyone. Remember, you only have 10 tickets. It's only 10, oh. but but, I'm, but yeah. everyone listening that can <laughs> join in, the discount code is the bouncers and it's capital T H E underscore capital B O U N C E R S. The bouncers and the nightclub. See that? See how I did oh, that? Oh, oh. See what I did there? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I see what you did there. That is awesome. Yeah. And so, like, let's talk about the online festival program because, like, this is something yes. that is completely different than any yes. online festival that I've ever seen. So like Sasha was saying, some people are just not, I can be over fucking whelming. I know this. Um, But the online festival is still a festival experience. So um, the PDF for the program that you'll be getting, you guys should have gotten that in the the, uh, group chat where all, all the docs are. But the PDF is clickable and you'll see that there's a whole programming. So before the film start, um, you guys are going to have to see if you can escape um, and find them missing. Because if you can't find those guys before the film festival starts, you might not see the films. Just kidding. You will. You will. But it's an, it's it's the opening. It's the pre-show. It's the, it's the escape room. So what happens is um, four people. You're fucking with me and I don't like it. No, I'm I'm not. (laughs) But I sort of like it. (laughs) (laughs) Four film film festival goers have gone missing and we need to figure out what happened to them so that they can join the film festival and see all the the, uh, shows. And so that's pregame. So um, you'll be able to uh, jump in to the um, escape room and then um, you'll sign in on Zoom and on our um, social media wall. And so what happens on the social media wall, it, it allows you to every hashtag comment that you make on Twitter will float over to the social media wall so that you can see other um, festival attendees. Um, you'll see 
other people that you can like like and follow if you want to you can like their comments like everything is going to be right there so that we're not combing through twitter to try and see who else is at the festival everything is going to be right there and all the games that you're going to be playing is going to be right there so speaking of games um during the um, film block so like you know how in the theater they hush us right we're not supposed to be screaming during during the movie but you guys are going to be watching at home so of course you can scream at the theater and there's four um blocks of these games it's called we all scream so um the best reaction comment of the block it doesn't have to be a certain movie but it is of the block um the best reaction like don't go into the basement that's tweeted onto the um social wall um will win a 25 dollar gift card and that is for each block so there could be one winner for each blocker if someone is just like uh you know just wildly having a good time that person can win all four tickets it's just um the best comment for each uh film block we all scream so in between um, blocks two and three, I believe, um, is speed trivia. Now, what's going on with these trivias is um, it's Survivor. So um, if you miss one question, you're out. And so mm-hmm. for the first round, only 10 people will advance. Um, and these are horror movie questions. Um and like I said, you miss one question and you're out. And then the oh. end is the battle royale um speed round because only one there can only be one winner and so um for that person who wins there's going to be a price it's going to be um the value is going to be 25 dollars to 30 dollars but i just don't know what it is yet it's ground shipping it's worldwide shipping but whoever wins will be getting that shipped out to them and so during the um during the dinner break there's a, a game called and bingo was his name all now this game is not our grandmother's bingo um, our host, um, Imshai is not going to be like B12 and you're going to be like marking it on your, tw- on your card. No, you're going to, she's going to show you a GIF. And in that GIF is a clue to which marker you're supposed to be marking on your bingo score. Oh. And of course, um, there's going to be a winner for that as well. And so after, um, film block four is going to be cast your votes. And so this is the audience choice awards. And so you're going to cast your votes for your um, favorite movie and you'll be able to see the ranking in real time on the social wall. And then of course there's the award ceremony. So an entire festival from the comfort of your own home. Wow. So, so as a, as a listener and someone who is probably going to call in sick to work to be able to uh, partake in all of this, (laughs) um, can you give us kind of a, kind of a date, like a, a mini date and time breakdown. So I know when I have to, call it sick to work <laughs> so in the pdf that you guys that the um people who are going to be attending are going to get um from the very beginning at the top um your time your time zones are in there so like um west coast the time zone is in gray um mountain time the towns the time zone is in red um central it's in blue and then east coast is in green so it start look who everyone's got cats mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So um, on <laughs> August 26th, um, between the um, 8 and 8.30 um, Pacific Standard Time, and then the correlation for where we are in the, in the um, country, is when you will start logging on to the um, Zoom meeting and on the social wall. <laughs> the reason I want everyone on the Zoom is because some of the things, one of the biggest things that um, filmmakers 
kind of shy away from from submitting to um, virtual festivals is they cannot see an audience reaction. But with everyone on Zoom and we're recording that, um, we're recording everything, they'll be able to watch people responding to their film as if they were in the theater. Yes. So again, an nice. entire experience, a film festival experience from the comfort of your home. And so um, the next thing up is the missing, like I said, and in the PDF that's going to be sent to you once you get your ticket, right from the PDF, there's a clickable link. So you can either stay on the social wall and click through the codes or go back to your PDF and click on um, the link. So it takes you right to where you're supposed to go. So when you get your PDF, when you get your ticket, and if like you buy your ticket tomorrow and you get your PDF, um, sent to you and it's not like it's the 24th of August when you click on the link it's just going to be like oh this show is starting in however many days that it's left so all the links are um, this is what I've been working on for the last three days to make <laughs> sure all the links are clickable to make sure that everyone knows what time their show starts from their time zone um, it's a super really cool PDF because um, it looks like cabins in the woods so like yeah, yeah, I'm super excited about that. So hopefully that answers his you, question. You, you've been putting so much hard fucking work into this, and it shows. And I know Lady Sasha, she's the one that fucking reached out to us, that got us on board to do this thing. And y'all, I can't say, like, how inspirational it is, like, what y'all are doing and what y'all put together. And I cannot wait to participate in what's going to happen on oh, August yeah fucking 26th it's going to go down so y'all listening right now there's a discount code all right the bouncers capital t h e underscore capital b o u n c e r s so there's 10 of those and once those are out uh, sold out um the tickets for this whole entire festival online is just 30 dollars yep it's a great value for what you're going to fucking get because when you're participating in this, you're also mm-hmm. going to be playing games and fucking having a fun time and you can win prizes and, having fun. Hell yeah. it, and talk to the fucking people that made the movies, everything like this is going to be the best. <laughs> uh, we don't have any filmmakers at our virtual. Um, they're going to be getting the reels, um, but we have guest influencers. So, um, when you guys go to the site, like you guys are one of the guest influencers that are, um, people can interact with on the social wall and on Zoom. And so like, like, let me just, in case you guys are still like, oh, I don't know, like, let me just like go through the, um, through the really quick, uh, film blocks that we have. So the first film block is sugar and spice and nothing nice. So as you guys can imagine, this is all about ladies. So this is, I'm um, sure little girls are made of sugar and spice and everything nice, but, the women are patient, calculating, and much more premeditated in what they're doing versus men. And this is the perfect combination for danger. Ladies first. The films that are showcased in this block showcase how truly vicious a woman and the female species can be. And then it shows all the films that are going to be um, in this film block. Um, film block number two, I think you guys will like a lot. It's called so you fucked around and found out. <laughs> so you don't um you don't know how big of a problem this could be if you keep doing what you're doing. You don't have no idea what I'm capable of. If you do you do it if you want to, I wish a bitch would. 
No matter how it's said, it's imperative for your continued survival to understand that these are not thinly veiled threats. Make no mistake about it. These aren't idle. They're prophecies. The poor souls in the following films did not heed them. And then, of course, it shows all the films that you'll be watching there. Um, film block number three is The Tide That Binds. So can anyone guess what that is? Sounds like torture porn to me. Sounds, sounds kinky. Oh, no, yeah. you guys. We only heard Family. the ones we love. Family. Exactly. Oh, what? Yep. Oh. yep. We only heard the All ones right. we love. It's more than just a Super scene. Super <laughs> Whether it be the family we're born into or the ones we choose, our closest friends tend to be more hostile to those that we love the most, even when they don't oh. deserve it, and especially when we don't mean to. Uh. So that's block number three. Oh, how could and it be? Block number <laughs> the yeah. final block of the night <laughs> is the horror of it all. From dolls to slashers, this last film block of the night will either leave you sitting on the edge of your seat or peeking behind your pillow or both. The final block in this night is a collection of shorts by filmmakers who decided to show us that there's horror of it all. And so these are the, the film blocks that you guys will be watching in between all the games that you'll be playing um in between all the people that you'll be meeting um i really want this to be an interactive online festival like i just i did a lot of research and putting this together and i i haven't seen um an online festival like this a couple of years ago sasha and i attended um the great plot online film festival and um it was super fun because we watched it from both of our corners of the united states and we were texting during um we were texting each other while we were watching the films and then we were going, I think we recorded it in between each film blocks. We jumped on and we did a really quick um, review of each movie that we watched in if those I'm, film If blocks. I'm not mistaken, they did that because it was like during the height of pandemic. So that's why they put right. the, yeah. the fest online. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot of festivals that, that did do that, but that was like super, that was, that was fun. That was really fun. And so like, that was like the, the foundation of the idea for this film festival but like if we were like able to like see each other's reactions instead of texting like there was this one movie where the woman tied up this man and we find out at the end of the movie like it was so remember that it was the her dog was bit by the werewolf remember that movie yeah and so we were like texting each other so crazily and it was just like a fun experience to be able to watch virtually but still together and so this is what i want this festival, this online cabin on the web um, screen festival to be, but so much more. I think I think what y'all are doing is fucking amazing. And what what's gonna happen right here? We're gonna be there day one. Um, well, obviously you have premiums for the day ones, but we're gonna be there day of the festival. And I cannot wait to interact with everybody and fucking have oh. a good time. It's and be meet the best. all the fans of the other like guest influencers that are going to be there. Like that's going to be super fun. And then there's going to be block parties. So um, each, and not everybody's going to be able to do it. Like you guys, you guys are a podcast, so I'm not sure if you can do a block party, but I'll think about it. But like, so each film block will be live <laughs> on that influencer's <laughs> channel, right? I'll and so they'll it. be able to like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, react and like so all the traffic will be even even though it's still going to be on the zoom um you can be like okay for all of you guys or you can do whatever you want because it's going to be your it's going to be your block party so everyone that's going to be on your life even if they don't know what's going on with your 
um, because they don't have tickets to the festival, but they're like, what the hell is going on? Because like, they'll be seeing everyone commenting. Those blocks will also be sent to the film um, makers of that block so they can also have a more intimate reaction to their films as well. Heck yeah, that that includes the audiences of everybody who's involved in this. That's why this is so dope. What y'all are doing, for real, this is more fan integrated and and when it comes to the more intimate aspect of this, and this is the tickets that are not on sale for everybody, but this is the cool part where everyone who's going to this Cabin in the Woods experience is going to have a fucking mind-blowingly awesome good time. Y'all, I cannot even... I wish I could go. I wish I could go to y'all's fucking festival and be there in person and just have a good time and and and, and smile like a dumbass while I'm just watching everyone <laughs> talk and be like, yeah, this is the best. I think, I think what y'all are doing is fucking dope. I'm so happy to be a part of it, especially that we get to give out you know, certain things to the listeners and whatever, but I think what y'all are doing, hands down, this is what it's all fucking about. The horror community fucking coming together and supporting other horror fucking fans. This is Mm -hmm. what it is. The inclusivity thing here, I think is absolutely outstanding. I think to to take a, a festival like this and to open it up to everybody and everybody's basically on equal footing is honestly spectacular um second thing is my wife is really pissed at me because i've known about this for (laughs) probably four months now and it's in the pacific northwest where her parents live and i failed to mention that we could go there and participate in this and so i'm in trouble so thank you Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh on our discord community we're, we're, we're currently holding a writing contest for this actual festival Um, and, and we're waiting to find out what the best story is. We're going to vote on that in our discord nightclub discord links in the show note links in the show notes. And that's another thing that you forgot to say too, because, um, even though you have like this horror writing story, the top three of what you guys choose, we're going to be reading them and recording us reading them, um, at the cabin. Oh no, um, I told I the... told I told everyone this and that's why oh, some, you did that's, tell them. Okay. Oh yeah, I did and that's why I think so many oh, of them should... are so fucking afraid. We should um, specifically do it outside at night by the fire pit. I'm calling are, are, I'm calling yeah. out the Discord right now. I'm saying it yeah, right now. They scared. Y'all scared. Y'all but don't be like, like, like no, no, no. <laughs> for all of you guys listening like I'm gonna say it. Don't don't I I think don't overthink it. Like you have they no do. idea. They do though. They do though. And I'm trying to look. Listen, y'all. We have a good community over here at the nightclub. We have a good, strong Discord community, and we we talk Maybe. to our people, and we have a good a good thing going on. And when I'm telling them, y'all got two months to come up with a story, and they fucking at the last minute just they don't even fucking know what they're doing i'm like god damn cuz all you have to do you you guys all you have to do is pick up your pen or sit down and open up a word document and just write don't worry about the format don't worry about the editing just write a story and 
So I'm an, an award-winning author. You guys already know this, so I'm going to say it yeah. over and over again. And I'm a Bram Stoker nominee. So I know well, a little yeah. thing or two about writing. <laughs> so here's the thing about writers, right? Our job is to go into the mine and get the diamond, right? That's And that's the story. That's all that it is. Mm-hmm. Who presents the story, who shines it up and cuts it and gives it to the public for all the love is the editor, right? So don't be, don't like... When I'm writing, like I write everything longhand in a notebook because I don't like those blue and squiggly red lines underneath. I don't put everything on a computer <laughs> until it's ready to go to my editor. Right? I love those um, lines because they tell me I fucked up. That's what I love those lines. I, it's just it's distracting, and I I I just it feels I, I love I love I love how she said all of that is predicated on a good editor, and I just sat there smiling my ass off. Mm-hmm. Right, because you're talking right. about him right now too. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love that tonight. What we have is y'all coming and having a good time here on the nightclub. We we had some fun conversations, and I'm I'm about to roll to bed, being yeah. like, be, be being like tonight. I had fun with with my friends and meeting new friends, mm-hmm. and y'all on okay. all the. August 26th is going to be the goddamn fucking best. Gonna party it's going to be the best party down oh, time. I am going to be a fucking couch mushroom like you have never seen before in your life. <laughs> I am going to be coming up with You're those, gonna eat those mushrooms. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm going to eat the mushrooms while being the mushroom, while eating popcorn, while drinking beer, while letting my old dog out <laughs> to piss. <laughs> while fumbling around on my stupid ass boot because I can't barely fucking walk. Oh, it's no. gonna be. It's. I'm gonna do all of it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be a boot wearing, couch mushroom, popcorn eating, dog letting out some bitch. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> goddamn grindhouse is gonna be the goddamn. So if I, I can be there, I expect y'all to see y'all next year there in person. If I have, if no I excuse. can go, I have, I have no excuse. <laughs> if I, I can go to goddamn Washington, y'all, I promise y'all. Mm. I would be there in a heartbeat. I would fucking enjoy the hell out of this experience. Oh, what y'all have cultivated is an amazing thing. And that's why I'm so happy to pimp this on the nightclub and, and that y'all reached out to us to be a part of it because we're no ones. We're no ones. We have a jank. No, but no, 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 Travis. No, 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 but listen, let me, let me, let me get through it. Travis, Travis, can I get through it? Shut the yeah, fuck up. No. <laughs> can I get through? Listen to, no, no, you can't. Because Listen to you Crystal. No one's, you, we wouldn't reach out to you. Like, yeah. what do you think ha. Ha. Is? Like, There it is. Like, that's, there it is. that's insulting, really, to say that you're no ones that we reached out to. I love this. Also, the people that I reach out to, I, I didn't reach out to people based on their subscriber count. I didn't reach out to people based on whether they have brand deals or anything. I reached out to people based on their vibe what type of people they are like when i Mm -hmm. I looked at people's content and saw oh these people seem authentic they're not fronting they're not faking they're just being themselves and they're enjoying what they're doing and they're enthusiastic that's what i looked for when i reached out to people because there there were people that i I know that have a lot more like subscribers but their vibe is not it's not right yet they might get there but right now their vibe wasn't right so i think that's a very important thing too to, see to... Travis. See, yeah. apologize. See now. No, what? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> he said no. <laughs> no, I'm I'm waiting for Ricky to tell me. 
You see, we're not nobodies, bro. We're somebodies. I th- right. listen, listen. We got where, a good vibe, dude. Where, where I was going it, with that it shines. was where yeah. I was going with that was is that I feel like since we've been doing this for four years, we're like a little nobody podcast. But lately, we've been talking to more and more people, and mm-hmm. when whenever y'all reached out and was like, "It was you, it was you, Sasha," when you reached out and you were like, "Hey." We're doing this thing, and I, I looked at it, and I was like, damn, this thing's fucking dope. Like, they're fucking doing the goddamn thing. This is crazy. And I was like, hell yeah, I want to do this. And it's like what y'all have pulled together. It gives me confidence that I, I've i been doing more shit on my own, honestly, like as far as reaching out to people and stuff. And it's because I think y'all – have given me the inspiration like the real deep down inspirations to fucking do the goddamn thing don't wait for it don't sit around and wait for it like go out and find it do it let me tell you a story so uh, you have to just be delusional so um on, on <laughs> like, like you know what i mean just like no, she's saying yes. that as an advice as advice that you have to become delusional you oh, do yeah, oh, like, yeah. You, else, have, like, you have to you have to like, become a crazy person like who else has the audacity to do some shit like this right yeah so like a couple of years ago like everyone was like everyone always um leaves um happy birthday messages on Stephen King's um, um, uh, Facebook page. So I wrote on his page, I was like, I just want to let you know that, um, no, I said, you don't know who I am, but as far as I'm concerned as my writing career, you're my father because you taught me everything that I know. Um, I'm not your number one fan. I'm your most apt pupil. And one day I'm going to dethrone you so I can take your place. (laughs) Right? And so he responded to that and he's like, oh, no, this is how you tell me happy birthday. Right? Like, yeah. Delusional. And I have that amazing. screenshot. If you don't believe me, I have to find it. Oh, but he was like, that's awesome. That's he's amazing. Like, wow. Now, this is how you say happy birthday. He's like, okay, then. Like, wow, you're going to dethrone me. He's like, I like the app people thing, but you know what I mean? And like, I got like 700,000 likes or however many it was, but like, because everyone was like, I'm your number one fan. I'm your. No, 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 no. He got away. Paul Shelton got away. You're not getting away from me. Mm -hmm. You understand? I'm going to go ahead and say right now. If you ever want to talk Stephen King, you're talking to the right guy. Mm-hmm. I am the Stephen King guy in this. In the Stephen well, King guy, I, I, I kind, I kind of want to jump in and say, yeah. "So am I, bitch." Uh, you're not, though. <laughs> but that's okay. That's I think okay. I've read more Stephen King novels than you have. You have. I not. would like to hear you, you two not, argue about okay. it, though. I would. Oh, yeah. I would yeah. love to do it. Have you read Revival? Uh, I have. Revival yes. the okay. bomb. Have you read Tommyknockers? Yes. Have you read it? Yes. Pet Cemetery. Yes. Yes. Carrie. Yes. Yes. We're on the same page, bro. Dark Dark Tower. Uh, I have read every Stephen King book ever Dark Tower. published. Ever Dark Tower. published. Yes, all oh, of them. One, yes. There's two books. Well, one book and one story that I couldn't finish. So one is, and I try. I always try. I have it in my collection, but it is. Um, oh my god! Like, why did I just say that? Um, uh oh, brain fart. So, Love no, the brain is. fart. It's the one with the um, <laughs> vampire. And it's always the one where he's Same floating. Yes. I can never, ever, ever finish it because it's too scary. 
when he's like floating out the window, I always stop. I'm like, yeah, yeah. fuck that. And Hello, then the mist, like I can't finish the mist because of course, you know, oh. and then like, um, Ooh. I watched, I didn't watch. Well, forget all- the movie for the mist, forget the movie, forget the yeah. movie and just, yeah. and get to the end. It's yep. completely different. No, no, no. Compl- right. There was, I watched mostly mist by behind Adam's back. Right. <laughs> he was like, you wanted to watch the fucking movie, watch it. I'm like, no, this is your job. Sit right here. So that I can hide behind your back, but like the ending, <laughs> the ending was what like fucked me. Like I usually don't like Stephen King movie books to movies, but mm-hmm. the Mist, oh my god, amazing! That's all the, I'm gonna say. The Mist is a goddamn fucking ten, and a one 10. day we're gonna cover the story. The story is very different from from the movie. Yeah, either either, yeah. either ending really. It's it's very different. Again, this is part of the India go-go that I'm all about. Like when mm-hmm. when people take it upon themselves to fucking do the goddamn thing and say fuck the mainstream narrative, fuck mm-hmm. the channels I should be going through. I'm just gonna do this. Y'all are doing this. This is the first ever Cabin in the Woods Film Festival. Um, on the nightclub, you can join the Discord and compete in a short story competition. We're about to announce the winner of that. Uh, you can also use our discount code, the bouncers. That's capital T, H E underscore capital B O U N E C. Oh, whatever. Grindhouse C-E. saved me. Yeah, saved me. C-E. I was I was we on a roll. We went to public school in Mamu. It's all yeah. good. Yeah, I was on a roll. You spelled well, it right the first two times. It's cool. Yeah. You did get it right. You did get it right. Embrace your creativity. Surround yourself with people who support you. Put one foot in front of the other and do the fucking thing. Yeah, I, I did a serious one for once. Yeah, I love it. I love <laughs> That's it. straight Shit. out of Jellyfish Rick's <laughs> mouth. Okay. <laughs> I've had so much fun talking with two absolutely badass human beings that are fucking doing the thing. And it, it, it's uh, for somebody who wants to do the thing and has not found the Things ways. You do to do the thing it's i'm so i'm i'm in awe i am like bowing at your feet like He's fucking a. fucking a the whole thing is fucking it's magnificent it's magical it is everything that horror is supposed to be and so few people actually make it happen and you guys have made it happen so i worship at your altar <laughs> i do god damn god that was very sweet this is Crystal hailing all the way from Seattle, Washington, and... This is Shasha coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. And we are Coast to Coast Horror, where we talk about everything horror from sea to shining sea and sometimes abroad. And in August in the Pacific Northwest, we are going to be hosting the Cabin in the Woods Film Festival. We hope to see you out at the cabins, either in person or online. Thank you so much for allowing us in your space. This has been amazing. And wow, that's all I can say is thank you, you guys. We hope to see you out at the cabins. Thank you all so much for being on the nightclub. Like, we appreciate y'all's time so much. And stay spooky and posh bala patacha.
tonight.